Hello. Welcome to this episode of One Single Woman. This is a podcast for single people. My name is Pip Brown. I am not currently partnered. I am not a wife and I am not a mother. I am living an empowered and independent life with my two rescue dogs, Haddie and Goose. Join me and my wonderful guests as I lift the lid on the societal pressures surrounding relationships, marriage, children and an array of other important issues. I will also share with you my thoughts and experiences of being happily single and enjoying life unattached. Let's go. Hello, and a massive warm welcome back to One Single Woman. This episode was meant to go out last week. I'm not sure if you heard my mini podcast last week, but I unfortunately ran out of time to upload and record this, well, record and upload this. And it's actually made me realise that it was possibly slightly ambitious to say that I'd be putting out an episode a week. Um, It might be a bit ambitious for me at this point in time with just balancing everything else in life. But I'm going to monitor the situation because I always want them to be as regular as possible. And I will do my best to be here on a Wednesday. A big thank you for the feedback messages from my interview with Paul a couple of weeks ago. I've had some suggestions actually from people on different topics that we can concentrate in our next episode and I'm looking forward to chatting to him again very soon. Now, today I want to speak about the benefits of being single because these are definitely not shouted from the rooftops anywhere near as much as they need to be. As I've mentioned, I've spent most of my life feeling down about myself. I felt that there was something wrong with me, that I was less than, that others around me were far more worthy than I was. It was like everyone else knew exactly what they were doing and I was just this little fish floundering around on the the beach hoping that the tide was going to come in. I've quite honestly experienced some very dark feelings during my life. I have had... I've had times when I felt like I didn't belong in this world, wondering what the hell I was doing here while everyone else around me was just doing life. But now I no longer feel like that and I no longer have any desire whatsoever to fit in or to be normal, whatever the hell those things even mean. I'm not here to conform to any of that. So today's episode is about how much it friggin rocks to be single. Now, I do just want to say that I'm fully aware that we're all in very different situations in life. I know that some people have children. There are people with health health issues which maybe hinder your life in some way. Um, there's people in different financial and living situations. But I really hope that everyone can take something away from this episode today. Right. The first thing to realise and to be grateful for here is, and this is truly universal for anyone who is single, is that the very fact that you are not in a relationship is in itself a positive one. Because it also means that you are not in the wrong relationship. Now, I happen to think that this is the most beneficial part of being single. So it's the one I'm kicking off with. And the more I've delved into the subject of being single and not having children, the more I have come to realise. Honestly, I really can't stress this enough. If you are single, you are not in the wrong relationship. Just think of the potential situations you could so easily be in. You may have been in situations in the past and look back with a, and breathe a sigh of relief. I know I certainly have. You could be with someone who simply doesn't align with you, someone who wants different things from life. 
It could be someone you have trust issues with or they have trust issues with you. You could be with someone who doesn't help you around the home and expects you to do everything. Someone who doesn't respect you and bickers with every word that comes out of your mouth. You could be with someone who's trying to control you or to stop you seeing your family and friends. You could be with someone who puts you down, who's jealous, who lies or manipulates you. Or you could simply be with somebody who you no longer love and you've got nothing in common with them. And there are, of course, situations which are even worse than anything I've just said. If you heard my interview with Paul a couple of weeks ago, you'll have heard that he spent 15 years of his life in a marriage which compromised fundamental parts of who he was. 15 years of his life. He is now out there living his life, discovering what he bloody loves and he is going for it. So no, relationships aren't the be all and end all. Of course, the right one can add wonder to your life and it does for so many people. But right here, right now, if you are single, you are in a far better position than you could be with an endless list of alternatives. If people are telling you to give someone a second chance or that you're not being realistic or you're being too fussy, no, you're not being too fussy. You don't need to be more realistic or give anyone another chance if that's not what feels right for you. This is far too important for all of that. This is about your life. So seriously, the very fact that you are single means that you are not tolerating a situation which isn't right for you. Amen to that. Right, the second benefit on my list is freedom. Freedom is just too massive for me to fully describe in words. It affects almost every aspect of our lives. When you are single, you truly are your own boss. For some, freedom could look like being able to literally down tools and move country at the drop of a hat. For others, it could look like putting the children to bed and then having the rest of the evening to yourself to do whatever you want to do before you wind down and go to bed. For some, it could look like pursuing hobbies and interests and spending time with friends or just having a lovely lie-in at the weekend with nobody to tell you otherwise. Freedom comes to us in all different ways and it presents itself in different forms. It, could come in, it can come in the form of mental freedom as well, including being able to make your own choices in life without validation or agreement from a partner. A friend of mine is newly single. She has come out of a 10-year marriage and she is now just going for it in life. And she has recently booked a trip to France, well, the south of France in May. And the other evening, she asked me if I'd like to join her. Now, I didn't turn around and say to her, oh, I'm going to have to go home and check with my husband and I'll get back to you. I just went, yep. And then I got home, went online and I managed to get myself a good deal with a cup with, with the flights. And that's it. I'm booked and I'm ready to go. And I'm just counting the days down. I was slightly puzzled when I received an email from the airline company asking if I was sure I wanted to cancel my tickets. But having had an extensive meeting with Goose and subsequently changed the password on my laptop, he is now in full agreement that he's going to his granny's for a few days and he loves doing that anyway. But if you are single, you do not have that other person to consider, which in turn affords you, and this is under the same umbrella of freedom, peace. I mentioned mental freedom. A relationship, whether it's happy or not, takes up a great deal of headspace. I absolutely adore the inner peace that I feel from not having a partner in my life. I realised this after my last relationship, the peace and comfort I felt from just being myself and not a girlfriend. 
That piece for me is second to none and I absolutely love it. When your mind is not cluttered thinking about a partner and the little stresses and strains and the inevitable ups and downs and the compromises of a relationship, you have space for your own thoughts, your own goals, your interests, your aspirations, as well as space to breathe and to grow as a person. Right, the next one, independence. Being single offers you the most incredible opportunity to become self-reliant. When you don't have a partner to lean on, you are forced to make your own decisions in every aspect of your life. You have full control of your home, your finances, your schedule, your social life, your day-to-day business, and you can be far more flexible with your life and your future plans. You get to make your own choices without external validation, leading to a heightened sense of ability in handling life's challenges. Now, don't get me wrong, this can be a total bummer at times when you've got nobody to lean on and you're doing absolutely everything. You're doing everything around the house, the garden, the shopping, you're working and you're trying to balance all of that with a social life and downtime, etc. But I will never, ever abandon the gratitude I feel for the independence I have within my life. Independence is also an incredible attribute that you can take into a future relationship because when you're a fully independent person, it takes a huge pressure off of any relationship. If you are not relying on that person to look after you, you keep your internal freedom, which I believe is a vital ingredient within all of us. Independence also gives you the next one, confidence. You are forced to spend a lot of time in your own head when you're single, which in turn means that you spend a lot of time getting to know yourself. The more you learn about yourself, the more confidence you gain because you have a deeper understanding of who you are and what you do and you don't want. This knowledge trickles down into your subconscious and is presented as added confidence. Now, if you had told me a year ago that I would be sat here recording an episode for my very own podcast about my very private and very single life, I'd have told you to stop being so ridiculous. Yet when that noise and that pressure was removed from my life and I was able to embrace who I am, here I am putting out all my thoughts to whoever on earth is listening to this. I am so far outside of my comfort zone, or should I say my old comfort zone, it's crazy. So there you have it, confidence. And one last thing about confidence, if you do get into a relationship further on down the road, is there anything more attractive in a person than confidence? I think it's pretty hot. Right, on to friendships. Now, this is a massive one for me. Another crock of shit that we're fed is that our soulmates can only be found in a romantic capacity. In my experience, this couldn't be further from the truth. When you think about it... The idea of one person being your soulmate, the love of your life, your one and only sexual partner, your best friend, your therapist, your travel buddy, your co-parent if you've got children, and they are meant to fulfil all of those roles plus more, plus you're meant to live under the same roof with relative ease until the day you die. And we are all meant to be doing that, seriously. Being single has over the years allowed me to build loving relationships with different people and from those people you give and take different varieties of love, trust and respect. I have friends who I very much class as soulmate and some who are basically family to me. When you are single you are able to spend time amongst a variety of people keeping your life abundant with so many attributes from so many different sources. 
And when it comes to sex, again, under the umbrella of freedom, you're not tied to one partner. Variety is the spice of life, as they say. Right, now moving on to another massive opportunity that the single life affords you, and that is the opportunity to dive into the world of personal development. Now, I'm going to read a quote that I found from a French philosopher called Jean-Paul Sartre. I think I'm saying his name right. If you are lonely when you are alone, you are in bad company. How powerful are those words? I'm going to read that again. If you are lonely when you are alone, you are in bad company. It is my true and honest belief that in order to be happy in life, not just within a relationship, but within your own head, you need to be able to be happy on your own and in your own company. If you cannot be happy when you're alone, you are relying on someone else to make you happy. And if you give someone else that power, they can just as easily take your happiness away. Although we are conditioned to believe that we will automatically feel lonely if we are unpartnered, loneliness can very much be found within a relationship. It can also be found within the wrong company in general. My main experiences with loneliness have indeed been when I've been around people who don't align with me. Now this quote is about loneliness, but what it's essentially saying is that if you are unable to feel happy within your own head, then you need to sort your head out. If you think about it, this doesn't have to purely relate to loneliness. You can feel all types of emotions when you're alone without the distraction of other people around you. We all have narratives running through our minds on a daily basis, a lot of them we aren't even fully aware of. We've been conditioned from an early age to believe that certain things are true and without even questioning whether or not they are actually true, we've just taken those beliefs and marched on with life. This could be something like our parents or guardians making us feel that we're not good enough. It could be being pushed in a direction that we didn't want to go in. Or it could be unkind words spoken to us at school or indeed at home. We beat ourselves up in our own minds. We put ourselves down. We maintain limiting beliefs that we are not worthy and we're not capable of achieving certain goals. I cannot express enough how much of an opportunity this is when you're single to work on that mindset to work out what it is that you want to do in life and take steps to make that happen. The very first place to start is to learn to love and respect yourself above anything else. This doesn't make you a selfish person, far from it. The more happiness and inner peace that you build within your own mind, the better you will be to those around you, be that your family, your friends or your colleagues. The more self-love you possess, the less likely you are to bring those around you down, to cause arguments, to moan or to slip into victim mentality. Now, I'm going to be going into my whole personal journey at some point, which incidentally, I'm very much, I believe, at the beginning of. But one huge discovery for me so far has been that I need a lot of space in my life. I need time to recharge in solitude in order to show up as my best self for those around me. And off the back of that, it's taught me a lot about my previous relationships and why they didn't work for me. It's also taught me more about what type of relationship would work for me. And I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be a conventional one. For anyone who's listened to my previous episodes, you will know that I walked away from my previous relationships. I've walked away from them thinking that there was something wrong with me. 
If you are someone who feels that there's something wrong with you, I can pretty much guarantee that there isn't. There is just too much pressure placed upon us to conform to what those around us are doing. And like I've said before, we are all different and there's no way on earth that we all want the same thing, be that with relationships, marriage, children, our living arrangements or even friendships. And this, this is where that social catastrophe comes in. As soon as you start to change who you are in order to fit in with those around you, whether that be in the form of a relationship or friendships, you are not fitting in. All you're doing is betraying who you are in order to conform to that situation. And my personal experience of doing this has led me to feelings of despair, misery, resentment and loneliness. I've also learned a lot about my friendships. I've realised how social media, messaging, group chats, etc. can be extremely overwhelming for me. And I'm learning to be true to myself in order to keep my mental state healthy. I now have a morning routine in place, which tends to start at around 5.30am. Yes, 5.30am. It comprises of a combination of exercise, meditation or breath work, affirmations and gratitude. Now, I'm not going to lie and say that I do this religiously every single morning, but on the days that I am able to get this routine in place in the morning, which is most mornings, my mindset is a far healthier one. And this is because I have fulfilled the intention that I had to get up early and to look after my mental and my physical health. Therefore, I have shown myself that I am worth getting up at silly o'clock in the morning to do these things for. Incidentally, another plus of living alone is that you can get up at silly o'clock and do all these things. You can dance or thrust yourself around your living room. Yes, I do do that. And nobody is going to come in the door and tell me to shut the hell up. (laughs) It's brilliant. Honestly, when you sit and you really take in the fact that being single affords you the most incredible opportunity to do all this work and to ensure that whether you do or you don't want a relationship in the future, you have the time to figure out what would be right for you. You can look at this as this awesome little project that you have, you're working away on in your own mind. It's brilliant. For anybody starting out on a personal journey, I would highly recommend two books. The first one is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. The author plugs the benefits of getting up that little bit earlier in the morning to create a morning ritual so that you get on top of the day before it gets on top of you. The other book is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Boy, did that book wake me up. Jen talks about our ego, how we can get into the mindset to manifest our own goals. It's so inspiring as a book. I'll pop a link in the show notes for both of those books. So there you have it. These are, I believe, the main benefits of a single life. And I haven't even mentioned the fact that you don't have anyone snoring next to you in bed or you don't have to endure someone else's taste in music or their taste in house decor, etc., There are, of course, downsides to being single. Of course there are. I'm not here to tell you that the only one true way to live your life is to be single. Although I wouldn't disagree if someone said that to me. But I know that leaping into a relationship instead of facing up to the idea of being alone for however long it takes to ensure that you don't settle for the wrong person has far more downsides, despite what we're led to believe. Being single does not mean that you're a reject, you're less than, or that your life is any less worthy or valid than those around you. Being single is a strength. It means you have taken a look at the available options around you and you are the one doing some of the rejecting. And to go back to the very beginning, if you are single, you are not with the wrong person. Remember that, 
hold it tight, high five it and wrap it around your heart. Now I wanted to end this episode by reading the first part of a recent article a friend kindly sent me. This article was published in the Times and is written by Jane Mulkerens and its heading is We Are The Perma Singles, Eligible, Sexy and Unattached. Now, the reason I wanted to read the first part of this out is firstly, I relate to every single word of it. And secondly, I wanted to mention how many of these articles are being published. And I find that so inspiring because with each person speaking out and writing these articles, we are shuffling that tiny bit further towards the normalisation of those of us who are choosing a non-conventional path. So the first part of this article reads... Marianne Power is 46, attractive, funny, with a best-selling book under her belt and her own home in a fashionable part of East London. By anyone's metric, Power is highly successful. Perhaps that is bar one societal yardstick. She has never been in a long-term serious relationship. Six months for me is doing well, she says. Yet in the past couple of years, she's come to realise that she never wanted one anyway. There is a difference between what you actually want and what society tells you you should want. But it's almost impossible to know the difference because we're so conditioned about it, she says. In her 30s, she made herself date because, she says, as a single woman in your 30s, that's what you're meant to do. It's all anyone asks. Are you on the apps? She's met nice people, she says, but... The whole messaging strangers on a phone, meeting a stranger in a pub, it just never felt good. It felt like going on interviews for a job I didn't want. For a long time, she says, I didn't realise I didn't want it because I thought everyone wants it. Eventually, though, she realised that in a traditional relationship, I felt hemmed in. I just prefer the freedom. Living alone in lockdown, however, that was the first time I understood why people got married, she says. I was so lonely and I did think, okay, you've been foolish and immature and you need to meet someone. Those feelings passed, but not before Power actively invested in close relationships with her neighbours. What she needed, she realised, was companionship, someone to sit on the sofa and watch films with, someone to cook with and people to turn to in a crisis. And I have that now, she says. They've become this sort of alternative family. She also has lovers who fulfil the sexual side of things. But it doesn't come in the form of a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, she says, and I have no yearning for that. Nor does she yearn for children. With every passing year, I am more and more sure that not having kids is absolutely the right thing for me. The only thing she lacks, she says, is someone to put up my shelves and share the bills with. But I have sex and I have close relationships and right now I feel very happy in the relationships I have. And power is not alone. A growing band of relationship refuseniks are actively rejecting traditional norms and proudly staying solo. Dubbed the perma-singles, these are not tragic spinsters or desperate incels, but eligible men and women of peak marriageable age who are choosing not to pursue long-term partnerships or even dating. How fabulous is that? I believe when you truly realise that relationship is an option in life, not a necessity, it opens up a whole new world of wonder, experimentation and opportunities. Right, I'm off. 
If any part of this episode has resonated with you, please do feel free to get in touch with me. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at One Single Woman, and you can also email me. My email address is pippabrown at live.co.uk. If you are enjoying my podcast, I would really appreciate it if you could hit the follow button wherever you're listening to this. And if you could also leave me a rating and a review, I would love you forever. As long as it's a nice one. Until next time, thank you so much for being here with me and bye for now.